Welcome to the MediChurch Podcast. Today we're concluding our series, The Walking Dead. Today's sermon is entitled, Dead to the World. It's easy to retreat when we have options, but we have a choice today to be alive to the world and dead in Christ, or dead to the world and alive in Christ. We're going to learn all about that today, so sit back and relax and enjoy the podcast starting right now. All right, let's dive into this today. Man, I'm kind of, I'm pumped up, I'm excited about this message, but I'm also kind of sad too. But today we're actually going to be concluding our The Walking Dead series, man. This has been an incredible series. I missed you guys last week that couldn't be with us at Cousin Gary's, uh, man, but it was good. We had a great time up there. They always treat us like family. They're wonderful people. And so if y'all ever get a chance to go up there and eat breakfast or eat lunch, man, they got some really good food. If you have a waiter, his name's Josh. Don't tell him you know me. He might treat you bad. I'm just kidding. He wouldn't do that. He's a great, he's a great server. Um, all them people up there are wonderful. And so uh, we love, love hanging out with them uh, every so often to share our vision and our story. They open up their doors, let us come in. Uh, and it was such a great time. But I missed some of you guys that couldn't be with us. And uh, I'm missing some of you today, man. Uh, online campus, I, I always enjoy seeing you folks. Man, we want you guys to come here in person. We, I'm telling you, we've got a lot of stuff coming up. It's going to be great. Got to be here. It's going to be awesome. But today, as we conclude our series, today's sermon is entitled, Dead to the World. Dead to the World. And listen, I forgot to tell you all something just now. And so our podcast listener is going to get in on this. I forgot to put the graphic up there, too. It's not in there. So sorry about the words this morning. There's been some technical problems. But the next series, y'all. It's going to be amazing. I cannot wait till we start the next series. Y'all want to know what the title is? Y'all want to know what it is? You want to know what it is? You want to know what it is? <laughs> Y'all ready for this? All right, so the next sermon series we're going to be doing is called Jesus in a Christmas Vacation. Jesus in a Christmas Vacation. And listen, you thought your family was dysfunctional? You ain't seen nothing yet, so make sure you're here for the next sermon series. It's going to be incredible, super incredible. But... As today, we're concluding this one. And the reason I thought about that is because I was thinking, you know, joy to the world. <laughs> this is dead to the world. Dead to the world. And so, uh, uh, if you guys will, if you got your Bibles or maybe your, your Bible app or whatever you may be looking at today, I again, apologize, some of our slides are not in here. Uh, but we're going to be looking at Romans 6, 1 through 4. Romans 6, 1 through 4. And at verse 1, it says, what shall we say then? What shall we say then? Shall we go on sinning so that grace may increase? Hmm. This is quick questions they're asking. So uh, uh, what shall we say then? Shall we go on sinning so that grace may increase? No, verse 2. By no means. And I like this. It has an exclamation point. And so I'm not, I wasn't ever really good in, in uh, English and, and writing sentences and stuff like that. I was terrible because my punctuations were always off. But the exclamation point I always liked. And a lot of times I still use exclamation point because that means a stern, loud statement. He said, by, mo- by no means. So when you read that, you want to read it by no means. That's what he was saying here. By no means. We are those who have died to sin. How can we live in it any longer? So, 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 so he says, so by no means, don't continue going on sinning, by no means. We are those who have died to sin, so how, can we li- so how can we live in it any longer? Talking about living in sin. Verse 3, 
Or don't you know that all of us who were baptized in Christ Jesus were baptized into his death? Verse 4. We were therefore buried with him through baptism and death in order that, like this, just as Jesus was risen from the dead through his glory of the Father, we too may live a new life. And so, and so, what again, I love baptism and I love having baptism because we see what this scripture is, is really saying. So when we get baptized, and, and I tell you guys, it's that outer expression and outer display of our next step in a relationship with Christ. And it's the resemblance of the old us becoming new in Christ. And, and so when you're, if you kind of think about it in the way we kind of present it, is, is you know, the individuals will come up there, they'll sit in the baptism pool. In our case, it was a swimming pool. They'll sit there. And the old them is there, and once they go under the water, it's like a cleansing process, and then they come back up, and they're new in Christ. And that's kind of you know, what the Scripture's talking about. And see, that is what a, a perfect an example of exactly what the baptism is. It's the old us becoming new. If you're interested in being baptized, you can go ahead and get signed up by going to meditchurch.com forward slash baptism. <laughs> or it's right there on the homepage. It's sign up. I love doing baptisms. If you tell me, Pastor Michael, I'm going to get baptized every week, I'll fill up the pool every single week. He didn't cost me another ounce of money to make the pool happen. Amen. That's a lot of work at least, by the way. <laughs> but listen, listen, listen. I love doing baptisms. See, see, we buried the old us, the old in us, the old man, <coughs> and, and seeing that new life come up. And I realized last night as I was studying that I never put up the video from the baptism. So we're putting that up this week, and so I apologize for that. And so uh, I know we showed it in church, but I want to make sure it was up on the live or on the uh, Facebook there and on the computer. See, water baptism is saying, I'm dead to the old ways, the old habits, the old routines. From this day forward, I will bring life that brings glory and honor to Christ. So when we make the decision for Christ, and we say, hey, God, we want, we want to turn from our old ways. We want you to come into our lives. We want to turn from our old bad habits, the things that we were used to doing. Uh, 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 trying to catch up here, sorry. <laughs> uh, Colossians 2 and 12. Having been bur- uh, buried with him in baptism, in which you were also raised with him through your faith in the works of God who raised him from the dead, death to life. And it's what I love about baptism. I should have done this during the baptism service. But today, if you're taking notes, I want you to write this statement down. To die to the world. To die to this world that we're in. To be dead to the world. Whatever combination you want to put there, just put in there some roundabouts. Just dead to the world. Die to the world. Point number one, if you're taking notes this morning, we take off death and put on life. So I underlined some of these words for you guys, and it's important. We take off death and we put on life. And so when we take off death and we take off bad things that are in our lives, man, life starts producing out of us. Good starts coming out. When we put off our death, and, and we put off these bad things in our life, life starts coming out of us. 
uh, I know my grandmother, she, she was a wonderful, wonderful God-fearing lady. And I love my grandma. <laughs> I miss her deeply and wish I could definitely be sharing some of the, uh, the stuff that's going on with the church with her. And, uh, but she's got her great reward on the other side of glory. And so, uh, but I remember that she had real bad COPD. She was a smoker. She smoked most of her life. And, and I remember that she went to the doctor one time, and, and the doctor said, listen, her name was Sharita. And she goes, she goes, the doctor goes, Sharita, now listen. Honey, I'm going to tell you, your bronchioles, which is part of your lungs, she said they're holding on by a thread. If you smoke one more cigarette, there's a potential chance it'll kill you. It scared my grandma so bad, she quit cold turkey that day, and she never touched another one. Praise God. And so, and so but, but, but when she took off those bad habits, t- took off by smoking, so smoking does a lot of damage, you know, does a lot of bad things to, to your lungs and stuff. And, but over the next few years, her lungs actually increased. Her oxygen level, as soon as she quit smoking within a few uh, days and a few weeks, her levels started coming back to normal levels because she was putting off death and she was taking off things that could, were killing her lungs and, and could potentially that one more could take her out and could take her life and, and life started to come back into her lungs. So, so I use that as an example. When we take the bad out of our lives, those bad habits, then good life is going to start coming back. Romans 13, 13 through 14. Because we belong to the day, we must live decent lives for all to see. You hear that? Because we belong to the day. We belong to the night here, this moment. We must live decent life for all to see. So I've been hanging out and I've been answering some different questions and, and I, I always get asked and I always like doing the interviews with, and, and you know participating in the interview processes with people. And one of the questions I always like to ask is, give me the definition of integrity. Integrity. Now, for the ones that don't know me, I, I hope and want to believe that I have good integrity. What you see is I am here, I am at home, I am in my careers, I'm, I, I want to be me, just me. <laughs> I like to have a good time, I like to have fun. Uh, Tasha tells you that Michael has a light switch, and, and what that means is, is Michael could be having all the fun in the world, but the time the serious moment comes, the light switch can be fixed or flipped, and I could be just as serious as can be. <laughs> True story. <laughs> And so, and so when I live my life at, at here at church, this is the same way I am out in the world for the world to see. Am I perfect? By no means, no. I stumble, I fall, I slip up, I, but I tried my best to live every single day as, as, as if I'm going to take my last breath. And I want to encourage you guys to do the same thing because it's what it's trying to tell us here in Romans 13 and 13. We must live a decent life for all to see. We don't want to participate in the darkness of the wild parties and the drunkenness or in sexual, uh, um, I don't know how to say, pure, pure, yeah, yeah, that one, premurity, impurity, uh, living, sorry, and jealousy. But I like what 14 says here. So we don't want to participate in those worldly things. We don't want to participate in the things that the, the world is saying, hey, this is okay. These things, are, these things are okay for us to participate in. But it says in verse 14, it said, clothe yourself with the presence of the Lord. Clothe yourself with the presence of the Lord Jesus Christ and don't let yourself think about ways to indulge, indulge in evil desires. 
Medic stands for the acronym, my everyday desire is Christ. My every desire is Christ. Every day, we want to desire after God. Every single day, we want to desire after him. And 14 is telling us here in Romans 13, 14, is saying, hey, we need to clothe ourselves and protect ourselves so we don't even think about indulging in the things of this world. And it's so easy to, and, and I always talk about technology and, and, and seeing how technology progresses and, and, and be, being able to use different things. And uh, I finally found out a way so I don't have to, I can walk away from the keyboard and not pull a string. I found something that made it wireless so I can walk around with it now and, and it makes life easier. Technology is great. Technology makes things easier. But also it makes it very easy to indulge into sin too can easily lead us down a path of destruction. It can easily, at, at, at a very moment, within seconds, to start seeing things or participating in things that we shouldn't. First John 2, 15 through 17. It said, don't love the world's way. Don't love the world's way. Highlight that. Don't love the world's way. Don't love the world's goods. Because the love of the world squeezes out the love for the Father. Y'all, I love technology. And I, I, love the, I, I love computers. I love keyboards. I love sound system. I love microphone. I love, you know, and, and then smart cars, them things that are riding around and driving themselves. They're pretty cool. I love all that. But you know what? I don't want to let it get in between me and God. If God told us right now to say, hey, get rid of all the technology and go back to old school where you had to go out to the, the old wooden church, as they, as they call them, and you sit on the bench, there's no, there's no microphones, there's no pianos, there's no, there's no air condition. It's just you and a, and a dirt road there and a dirt ground to sit on to hear God's word. By all means, we're going to do it. I thank God that we have the things that we have and we can uh, be able to worship in comfort. But I'm not going to let it separate us from the Father's love. I'm not going to let the world's good separate us or squeeze out the love of the Father. Don't let things in this world make you not love the Father. To separate you from Him. To separate you and cut you off from the goodness and His mercy and His grace. Today I want you to ask yourself, are there things in my life that I'm allowing to squeeze out the Father's love? If I have things in my life that are intervening from Him to get to me, participating, uh, or I see, practically everything that goes on in this world, wanting your own, wanting your own ways, wanting everything for yourself, wanting uh, to appear important, has nothing to do with the Father. Verse 16. It just isolates you from him. The world and all of its wanting, 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 is on the way out. But whoever does what God wants is set for eternity. I want to go with this trend, and I want to go with that trend, and I want to go with this trend. And man, that's what's going on in the world right now. You guys say, so, so back in the day, you know what? There used to be these cool things to, back in the 90s. What we call them things? Uh, parachute pants. Everybody had to have them. They were baggy. They were cool. Everybody, man, it was the stuff. 
a trend that went on that is no longer a trend. Mullets were a big thing uh, a while, you know, a while back, back in the eighties. Mullets were real big, man. Them things were that that you were cool if you had a mullet, and then it went away. I think it's coming back, but my mother-in-law wore a, uh, an outfit for Halloween from the seventies, looked like a hippie. It was cool, man. Peace, love, happiness. But see, all that stuff. It's disappeared. Those trends will fall fall away. Well, we want this. We want it. We want it. We want it that way. And that's what the world constantly tells us. Hey, we got to have it this way. We got to have it that way. We want, we want, we want. But you know what? That has nothing to do with God's love and the Father. Trends are going to pass away. Decades are going to go by. New things are going to come out. And those things are slowly going to be forgotten. But whoever's following the God's love and the Father's love and what God's called you to do has been set for eternity. See, we break the power of sin and embrace our new life. So we can break those things in our life and we can cut off sin in our life and we can cut off the bad things in our life. We're setting ourselves to embrace a new life in Christ. At the fire station, I just got a promotion and uh, it's pretty cool. And the captain, he's like, hey man, he said, I, I'm going to put you over the building. He said, there's something wrong with the building. He said, I want you to try to take care of, of what you can within reason. I'm like, bud, I can't build nothing. <laughs> so, but the other day, we have an air compressor in our building. And uh, so I go out there and, and sometimes the air compressor, when it sits, it gets water in it. Well, I get out there where they have this thing where it automatically drains the water out. It's really cool. But for some reason, the power still wasn't working on the air compressor. And I'm like, what is wrong with this thing? I looked and looked and looked, and I tried and tried and tried. I hit every reset button I thought I could hit. And then somebody said, hey, man, maybe the breaker's been tripped. Maybe the breaker's been tripped. I finally found where the breaker was, and sure enough, the breaker had been tripped. But I said that to say, but when you cut off the power, when you cut off the main source, don't matter what you try to do to fix it or try to improve it, it's been cut off. It's been separated. That power is no longer existence. And some of us today, maybe we need to cut some breakers off in our lives. Maybe we need to cut some things off. Maybe we need to go in there and permanently remove some things. Maybe we need to pray to God, say, God, I need you to permanently take this out and away from me. Woo! My gosh. Y'all just wait. Next, next, this next series, man, y'all thought y'all had some dysfunctional people in your family? Well, y'all just wait. We must disconnect from earthly, earthly things. We got to disconnect from these worldly things. We got to disconnect. Now, I'm not telling you to go home and cut your power off. <laughs> Don't do that. Well, Pastor Michael said, "Cut my power off." Now, I can't stay cold. Or I can't stay warm because it's cold outside. That wind's blowing. <laughs> I'm telling you to do that. I can't eat because I ain't got no power. Pastor Michael ain't telling you to go home and cut your power off. But if your but if your internet's causing you to look at things on the on the your spare time, your free time, maybe you need to cut your internet service off. Well, Pastor Michael, I got to have it. But if it's causing you to do ungodly things and participate in conversations online on that old Facebook or the Talk Talk, maybe we need to cut it off. Cut the ties. Because what happens is, is, is we become so numb to sin. We become normal 
and becomes like a normalization in our life. I don't even feel the effects anymore from sin because I've done it so long. We've got to cut it out. We've got to cut it out. We've got to crucify the sins in our lives. Colossians uh, uh, 3, 5 through 10. Put to death, therefore, whatever belongs to uh, your earthly nature, sexual morality, impurity, lust, evil desires, any greed, any dysfunctional problems you've got in your life, whatever is idolized, idolized in your life, cut it out. Verse 6, because of this, the wrath of God is coming. Somebody needs to hear that this morning. The wrath of God's fixing to come in some people's lives. Y'all, the, the wrath of God's fixing to take place in this world. Y'all better get ready. Y'all better get ready. Don't take my word for it. I'm telling you, I don't want to be here when, the, when God comes back. When Jesus splits the Easter, the, the, the skies up and he comes back for his people. Believe me, you don't want to be here. You think the world's screwed up and bad right now? Ooh, it's going to be tough then. Pastor Michael, you're just talking. You're just up there saying that. People have been saying that for years. God's wrath getting ready to come. See, there's this thing called karma, and I believe in karma. Karma comes and, and takes place in people's lives. It'll catch up to you. If you keep sinning and sinning and sinning, eventually God's going to say enough is enough. He's going to rain down his wrath on us. Don't believe me? Look at Noah in the flood. Look at different events in the Bible. God's wrath comes. Moses told Pharaoh, God's getting ready to send his wrath to you if you don't obey and let my people go. The wrath's coming. His rage is coming. He's coming. But the wages of sin is death. But guess what? I got good news for y'all. I'm going to hit y'all with some good news. All you have to do is take it to God. Well, Pastor Michael, I can't let it go. I can't get these things out of my life. Listen, just take it to God. Well, Pastor Michael, you don't have an altar up here. We can pray it. By golly, you come up here, we'll pray for you. It don't matter. We'll make wherever you're at, it's a prayer room. You need me to come to your house and you need me to pray with you at your house, call me. We'll come. Me and Tasha will show up no matter what time of day it is. If you call me at 3 o'clock in the morning, my might say, man, that's an inside joke, by the way. But we're going to be there. Uh, verse 9, do not lie to each other since you have taken off your old self with its practical and, and have put on the new self, which is being renewed in the knowledge and the image of the creator. So when we cut off from the bad things of this world, we're new in Christ. I got to hurry. I'm way behind. Y'all say it with me. Dead to the world. Dead to the world. Number two, if you're taking notes, I got to hurry. I'm way behind. We live with an eternal purpose and outlook. We live with an eternal purpose and an outlook. Eternal purpose. See, we have, a, we, we have purpose. Each one of you have a purpose today. Every one of you online campus, you have purpose. God has a purpose for each and every one of us. Well, Pastor Michael, I don't feel like I deserve or have a purpose. My life's screwed up and dysfunctional. Mine too. Mine too. I've messed up more times than I can count, but God still called me back. If God can touch the little country boy in the middle of nowhere, he can touch your life too. If God can save a wretch like me, he can save you too. So, 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 the world is not the end for all of us. This world is not the end for us. In the scope of life, it really, it doesn't really matter if I have a brand new car or not. When we look at this life, it don't matter if I have a brand new car, if I have what we call the cash for clunkers, 
Some of y'all need to look up caster clunkers. Y'all know what I'm talking about? You youngest probably don't know what I'm talking about. Doesn't matter if I have a 5,000 square foot house, if I have a 200 square foot house, if I have $5 million in my bank account, if I have five cents in my bank account. None of that matters. None of that matters. The only thing that matters in this life is the relationship you built with Christ. Purpose. The internal purpose that we have. So we talked about, a couple weeks ago, we talked about the bodybuilder and picking up things and being strong. I mean, they may look good on the outside, but what's going on on the inside? They may look like they can pick up the car, but in reality, they may not be able to. It's the relationship that we're building today. For you died, and you and your life is now hidden with Christ God. When Christ who... When Christ who is in your life appears, then you will also appear with him in glory. So when we have, and this is Colossians 3, 3 through 4. When we have Christ in our life and we, and we call out to God, God, will you forgive me of my sins? God, will you be there? Will you, will you come into my life? And we're going to say a sinner's prayer here in just a few moments. God, will you come into my life? At that very moment, you were saved. All you have to do is call out the name of Christ and you'll be saved. Trusting and believing in him. So it doesn't matter if you had the multi millions. Or if you do, if you win the big Powerball again once it gets up there, just pay your tithes to medicchurch.com forward slash give. Dead to the world. Dead to the world. Number three, if you're taking notes, we got or we identify with Christ. We identify with Christ. We identify with Christ. My every desire, my every desire is Christ. My every desire, my my every desire is Christ. We identify with Christ. We identify with Christ. Y'all, we have to have our identity in Christ. Each one of us, everybody throw up a thumb or, or thumbs up right now. Right there. All right, everybody do this right here. Look at it. If I, if I take your fingerprint and I put some uh, little marker or something and I stick it on a piece of paper, all of us have a different identity. Each one of our fingerprints is different. Each one of us have a different appearance, a different look. But what's great is, is, if we got to heaven and, 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 and they, people were examining your life, a detective pulled up right now. Let's just use a detective for example. The detective took your fingerprint right now and he scanned it. And he put it there and he scanned your fingerprint. What would your identity show? Will your identity show that you have a relationship with Christ? Will it show that you're kind of stuck in the middle? Will it show that, hey, I only go to church on Sunday and I don't pick up and I don't read my Bible, I don't do anything else. I only just come to church. What does our relationship look like? Romans 6, 8 through 10. Now if, we die, now if we're dead with Christ, we believe that we will also live with him. For we know that since Christ was risen from the dead, he cannot die again. Death no longer has a master over him. Verse 10. The death he died, he died to sin, to sin once and for all. But the life he lived, he lives to God. See, Christ lives for God. And so, so when we make that decision for Christ and we change our identity for Christ, we are new in him. I've got to hurry, I've got to hurry, I've got to hurry, I've got to hurry. All right, number four, if you're taking notes, walk by faith. Walk by faith. That song we sung just a while ago is, is Give Me Faith. 
Give me faith. Some of the darkest times in my ministry and my walk with Christ, my darkest days, that song's what helped me through it. God, give me the faith. God, give me the faith that I need to get through this circumstance, this situation. God, I need your help. I need your touch. God, give me the faith. And I'm going to tell you, there's been times when, when, you know, I shared this a lot that we didn't know at, at one time whether we paid our tithes or, or you know, uh, not know where the next meal was going to come from. Because I knew how much was in the bank account. And then I told Tasha, I said, we got to be faithful to God. And, and we gave to the church and we gave and we're like, hey, God, we're trusting you. We're going to be faithful with our giving. We're going to be faithful to you. And God blessed us and touched us. He opened up the floodgates of heaven. And I'm telling you guys, you got to walk by faith. See, I mean, when it gets scary, when it gets tough, walk by faith. Circumstances and trials are, this, uh, of, are of this world. They no longer govern your life. See, Christianity, sometimes it's going to be hard. It's going to be difficult. Bless you. There's going to be times in your life where it's going to be, you're going to be like, man, why did I, why did I sign up for say this prayer at this church? <laughs> because the enemy's goal is, to, is he's out to kill, steal, and destroy each and every one of us. I sent our team something this week. I said, I said listen, I said, a robber doesn't break into a house that isn't valuable. A robber doesn't break into a home that doesn't have something in it worth taking, right? He's not going to go down here to where they're building a brand new house where there's nothing in it to steal something because there's nothing valuable in it. But when there's something valuable, they're going to come after it and they're going to come after you hard and they're going to do everything they can to get what's value out of there. The person that just won the, the $2.09 billion jackpot and he come out with a nice cash prize of like $698 million. You don't think some robber ain't trying to figure out where this cat lives at? Because now he's valuable. Somebody wants what's in there. And see, the enemy wants what's in you. He wants to take what's in you out. He wants to get what's in you out. That's why you come under attack in this Christian wall. When you're in this wall and you're facing battles and you're, and you're facing trials, don't count those things out. Pastor Michael, why do bad things happen to good people? I don't have a good answer for you, but I can tell you that God's preparing for your biggest blessing yet. Well, Pastor Michael, I don't understand why. Me either, but keep your faith in him. The circumstances and trials you may be going through, keep pushing. Keep praying until something happens. Keep your faith with God. Pastor Michael, that's easier said than done. Hey, it's easier said than done. Yeah, I understand, but I've been there. I've done it. I told God I wasn't going back. I told God that I wasn't going to step foot back into another church. But I said, you know what? I'm going to give him another chance. And when I gave him my whole self instead of just a portion, and I started walking by faith, everything changed. All right, I'm going to finish with this. I'm going to finish with this. Finish with this. I'm coming back online campus, I promise. Just got just to fix this. Yo. So, so, y'all gotta check this out. Point number five here for taking notes. First of all, dead to the world, right? Dead to the world. Dead to the world. We burn the ships and live with a solo purpose. We burn the ships with a solo purpose. I'll share something with you real quick. Give me just a couple more minutes and I'll be done. In 1915, the Spanish army was coming in 
to somewhere in Mexico on the shoreline. And, and, and because they had heard that there's treasure on this island. And so they were like, hey, I got to find the treasure. Now think about this for a second. If I tell you right now, right here in behind the church, over here in this land, there's a, there's a pot of gold out there. How many of us are going to do whatever it takes to go find the gold, right? I mean, I'm talking about good gold. That's what they heard. They're like, hey, listen, there's something valuable here, and I want us to find it. So they get there, and the captain gets off the boat. And I like this. He said, burn the ships. Burn the ships. He said, because failure's not an option. Now think about this for a second. Here we are in a cellar halfway across the world. It's 19, or excuse me, it's 1519. And the captain's telling you to burn the boats because failure's not an option. Because when they burnt the boats, they had no escapes. They had no fallback position. So they had no other choice but to achieve the gold. Doesn't make sense, right? But listen, listen, listen. If we, so really they had two choices here. We're either going to succeed or we're going to die. That's their options. So they said, you know what? They burnt the ships. They burnt the ships. So they had no way to go back. There was, there, there was no back walls. Or so there were no walls to back into. That was it. See, see, it, it, it didn't make sense to me when I was studying this why he just didn't leave one or two boats there. Why didn't he just leave something there just in case? Right? Just in case. Just in case. You know, maybe maybe we spent all this time over here and, and we keep working and we keep going on and, 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 and we keep trying, but we keep failing over and over. We'll just keep one just in case. Check us out. <laughs> they were on a mission. And the captain knew. He knew the only way to keep him and his men from stopping and quitting the mission was to eliminate the other options on the table. He said, he said, if we cut off the boats, if we burn the boats, we have no other option. <laughs> we all cling to something that acts as an escape or an exit strategy. It's our safety net, right? It's our safety net. I got to have it. I got to keep it there just in case. How many of you got a junk drawer? That just in case drawer. Me too. Just in case. I got cell phone chargers from 20 phones ago that they don't even make them anymore. They don't even make these chargers anymore. But just in case, by the by chance that I need it, I keep it. What in your life are you holding on to for that just in case? Look, 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 look. See, because it's retreat is an easier option. See, 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 they knew that, it, that if nothing was working out for them, retreating was the better option. I'm going to share something with you guys. 
So for the last eight months, eight months, we have really, really, I'm trying to find the best words to tell you guys. We have sowed countless amounts of our own money into this church. I'm sharing this with you, not one I want a pity party. I don't want a pity party. <laughs> but I just want to be transparent with you. Because it was either we pay it, our own personal money, and be faithful and keep it going, or shut the doors. <laughs> Retreating was a lot easier. Retreating sounded a lot better. Giving up sounded a lot easier. Oh, you know what? Maybe we'll just maybe we'll just stop. Maybe we'll just quit doing what we're doing. Maybe, just maybe, we just need to reset. Just maybe. <laughs> Let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. So time after time, somebody's like, hey, I don't know what you're going through. I don't know what you're dealing with. I don't know how's your church going. I'm like, man, it's, it's going good. People's lives are being changed. People's lives are being... But I, said, I said, man, it's great. I said, man, but I said, financially, I said, man, we're, I said, it's a, it's a tough struggle. It's a tough, man, it's tough. I said, a lot of times we're coming out of our pocket. I said, and, 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 and I said, man, it's difficult. Somebody goes, hey, I want to give this to you. I want to bless you. I want to bless your church. I want to give. I want to give to what God's doing. Amen. And I'm going to tell you, the more faithful that we become, the more faithful we dive into it, the more we lean on to God, and the more ships we continue to burn. Because I said, failure is not an option. Stopping this is not an option. Y'all hear me? Stopping is not an option. For everybody that says I was going to fail, stopping was not an option. I'm telling you guys, I got I got two jobs. This is my third. I get paid okay money, but I'm going to keep paying what I have to pay. And I'm going to keep trusting in God because you know what? I'd rather be faithful to Him with my finances because He's going to bless us more abundantly than I can ever do because I care more about seeing lives changed. Come take my house. Come take my car. I told Tasha the other day, I said, what do you think about having an RV? Having a camper. She said, I don't really want to do that. I said, I don't either. I said, but if God called us to do it, we would do it. Because we're going to do whatever it takes to see one more person come to Christ. One more person that's meet Jesus. One more person to say, hey, I want to give and make my everyday desire Christ. Because oftentimes we are struggling in those moments where we got the world on one side and God on the other. And it's like a tug of war that's taking place every single day. And maybe you're in that same moment. It feels like a tug of war is going on. You're pulling left, you're pulling right, and you don't know which way to go sometimes. You're like, well, God, I want to trust God, and I want, I want to believe in God, and I want, to, I want Him to have my whole self. But we still have a hold on what's going on in the world. Well, I got this bill due. Well, I got if I just if I just take one more, if I just keep one more just in the reserve over here, then 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 that, that's my safety net. Who are you trusting more? God or the world? 
because I guarantee you this world's going to fail you every single time. Are you alive to the world and dead in Christ? Are you dead in Christ? Or excuse me, dead to the world and alive in Christ? Today, I encourage you all, just like Galatians 2 and 20 says, I have been crucified with Christ and I no longer live, but Christ lives in me. The life I now live in this body or in the body, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. So God sent his Son to die on the cross for each and every one of us. He could have easily took him the easier road. He could have called on 10,000 angels and said, you know what? I'm done. Take me off this cross. But he continued to go and he continued to fight for each one of us. And today, if you're struggling, I encourage you to burn some ships. If you need help, call me. I'll help you burn them. I like burning stuff. If you got wicked things in your household and you need to get rid of them, bring them to me and we'll have a bonfire. Because I want you guys to have the best lives. And I want you guys to know that God loves you. And you can renew yourself today. If you guys will, if you'll stand with me this morning. God, we just want to thank you so much for this day. God, everybody that's here. God, you know our lives. You know what we're dealing with, the situations, God. God, the ships we may have in our lives today. Lord God, I just pray that you will reveal those things to us. And God, let ships begin to burn. God, I just ask you to touch this church. Continue to bless us, God. God, when we didn't see a way, God, you made a way. God, continue to touch us financially. God, continue to bless us because, God, we want to reach the next person. And God, when we reach that person, we want to reach the next, God. God, we're believing in revival. We're believing that, God, that you're going to take this little small church in the back of Rigatoni's Pizza, God. God, that you're going to change the world and turn it upside down. God, not by anything that we're doing, but God, what you're doing through us. If you want to make a decision for Christ or renew your dedication to him, all you have to do is say this simple prayer. Dear Jesus, I'm a sinner. Forgive me of my sins. Thank you for coming to this earth and dying on the cross for me. Reveal to me today ships I need to burn, things I need to cut out of my life. And God, when it gets hard, remind me that you still love me and you're there to pick me up when I fall. In your name I pray. Amen. Thank you again for tuning into the Medic Church Podcast. Today, if you need prayer, you can go to medicchurch.com forward slash pray. Our team's standing by ready to pray and believe that God's going to meet each and every need that is submitted. Would you consider partnering with us right now so we can continue providing podcasts just like this one? You can do so by going to www.medicchurch.com forward slash give. You can do a one-time gift, a reoccurring gift. We just ask that you pray and give from your heart today. Join us back next time as we give another life-giving message. All right, we'll see you soon.